Hello and welcome to the Fit and Fab podcast. With Kinga and Tyra. Yes, we are doing our second Christmas episode or festive season episode, I suppose. We're saying we're not feeling very festive this year and look at us. I know, <laughs> yes, there's one. We're like, oh, I'm the Grinch. And I'm like, guys, two episodes this week. <laughs> I don't yeah. think there's like, there's so much to talk about just around this time of year isn't there like there's there's a lot more socializing there's a lot more emphasis around food um we're obviously close to the new year so there's just there's a lot of things going around that can make it really really challenging um as well as like being around family members friends and all of that comes with its own challenges as well yeah definitely um and I think it's it's pretty normal to feel anxious about going back home if you don't live at home mm. or seeing your extended family um, knowing that your body has changed or you're working on your body or your body image is just not the best because I feel like definitely in Eastern European culture Eastern European aunties and uncles that they have everything to say about um, your career, your um, love life, your um, body, the whole of your life. It's almost like, you know, they know exactly how to navigate life and they have their shit together, apparently. Christmas is such a weird time like everyone comes together basically does a full-on order of your life around the dinner table and that's totally normal for that time (laughs) of year but I think it's it it can be really really challenging especially if you are working on yourself and maybe you're more aware of your food choices and you just don't want to make a scene or you don't want to say no to a second helping because you don't want to offend anyone like it can be really really difficult to to navigate your your way around it can't it or even I found um for myself in the past um the problem was I just couldn't be asked to explain myself do you know what I mean so sometimes it's easier to say yes because you're thinking they're not really gonna understand it's just gonna start like an hour discussion about I don't know health fitness whatever and they're gonna give you some really rubbish advice you know and sometimes it's that I feel like that you just can't be asked so you just rather say yes than get into it it is the easier thing and a quote that I heard I don't even know where I heard it I want to say Meghan Markle but then I don't know why she would have said it but anyways I read this quote or heard it somewhere but yeah probably TikTok and it was like no is a full sentence and like you don't have to explain yourself you don't have to explain your choices and that just comes down to setting boundaries doesn't it and we talk about boundaries all the time on this podcast and it can be super super uncomfortable but then just think like it's five minutes of a bit of like oh this is a bit awkward or it's every single Christmas the same thing coming up and you know it, it is going to potentially be a bit difficult to you know stick to your boundaries and you might overthink things and like you might let the odd thing slip but none of that means that you're you know you're you're not progressing or you you failed or you're doing something wrong like 
it can be really, really challenging. But I think ultimately, really, it's the most important thing is how you are feeling in yourself. And it's just like people are going to have opinions about you. People are going to make comments. But I think the most important thing is to do the inner work and know what your values are, know what your goals are. And just make sure that you're sticking true to that, because as long as you have done all that work and you are comfortable in yourself and you are focused on what your goals are, then it doesn't matter what other people say or what other people think. This is it. And I think it took me definitely a while to to get there, because let's say a few years ago when I maybe when I was just first starting out and I wasn't sure as in, I was sure what I was doing was right at the time but then I wasn't at the same time I didn't have that confidence to set boundaries so I found it easier not to get into the conversation so then kind of just like I don't know either say yes to things I didn't want to but then it makes you feel very resentful and mm-hmm. I, like you're you resent the other person but actually you're kind of the one to blame a little bit um just because like people don't necessarily realize how (laughs) intrusive they can be (laughs) or inappropriate they can be and they don't I don't think they really mean it in a bad way they're doing the best they can from where they are right now however it's your job to set boundaries when you're uncomfortable it's your job to let people know how you want to be treated pretty much what what you want to talk about what's not okay to talk about it's not kind of their job to know what could trigger you that makes sense I know it's a little bit harsh but it it, I don't know is it harsh though it's kind of it requires a lot of courage but we are brave aren't we? we we can do it and each time you set a boundary, it becomes less uncomfortable. And I think that the, the first one would be horrendous. But then the second, the third, the fifth, the tenth one you do it, it gets a lot easier, like anything really in life. Yeah, I think what you just said there was literally absolute gold, especially I think like if something triggers you, if you've seen something or like if someone's done something, it's because you have you have either not enforced that boundary or you know like yeah like something that they've done that's it's not what am I trying to let me gather my thoughts so like if you were triggered by something a lot of the time I think we shift the blame and we look at the other person but a lot of the time I think it's because like you need to ask yourself like is there some truth in that or really dig deeper as to why that bothers you so much and start there and then you can see where the boundaries may need to be be set or if you do something and something doesn't feel right it obviously means that it's not like it's not aligned with your goals and not aligned with your values and that's why it feels icky and that's why it doesn't feel right like it's it's not necessarily the other person it it comes from you which is I think why you've got to make sure that you do all of the inner work on yourself and it's not your job really to educate everyone about what's appropriate and what isn't you know you have to pick your battles as well because let's say so 
for example, I had that conversation with my mom, but it's because she's my mom. Okay. So I want her to understand me and I want her to understand why talking about my body, whether it is in, because in her opinion, if I put on weight, it's a negative comment. If I lose weight, it's a positive comment. And she gets a bit defensive sometimes saying, oh, but I told you, you've lost weight. I told you, you look good. So it should be, you know, you should be absolutely fine. However, I keep trying to explain to you that like weight loss doesn't necessarily mean it's a positive reinforcement or anything. And I told her I was prefer if we just not talked about my body whatsoever. Do you know what I mean? So I make effort for her to understand why, why I feel how I feel. But if it was just someone from an extended family, which I see once a year or once every two years, would I bother to do it over like at the Christmas table? Probably not. Yeah. I'd probably just change the subject. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think it, it's worth picking your battles. And if you feel like you can enforce a boundary, and we're not saying that like, you don't need to be the boundary police and be like, how dare you? Like, don't do it at the dinner table. Pull the person aside and just have like a really open and honest chat. This doesn't need to be hostile. Like boundary setting doesn't need to be a hostile thing. It can literally be like, look, I know you really care about me and obviously your comments are not meant to hurt me in any way, but actually, like, it's, I'm working through a few things at the moment, so I would appreciate it if maybe comments like, give example, like comments like this weren't, weren't said. And it can literally be as simple as that. Exactly, so... Yeah, that's what I actually had the same conversation with my mom yesterday again. And she said something and I said, to, well, she said to me that I've slimmed down. And I said, mom, like we, we, we've spoken about this. Can we please not talk about my body? And that's all I said. That's all I said. I didn't yeah. say, oh, it makes me feel a certain way or all this or this or this. I just said, mom, like we had that convo. Like, can we please not talk about my body? exactly it doesn't like, what, what, what are you gonna say to that yeah. well, what are you gonna say to that no we have to talk about your money like no one's gonna say that no no one's gonna say that now while we're speaking about like bodies changing and just bodies in general something that's come up um in a client check-in of mine this week and weirdly enough um i was actually speaking to someone on instagram about it as well because they were struggling with it so my client basically has been struggling this month just with the amount of socializing that she's been doing and she's been struggling with comparing her body as it is now to all of her friends because obviously like she is going out a lot more and I think this is really really common as well and it can be easy to get caught up in how our bodies look and it ends up almost ruining our social life really because we go out and then it's the only thing you think about and you're almost like you're focusing on what other people are wearing how their body looks what like how your body looks and if it's changed and all this and it can cause a lot of anxiety I don't know if you've experienced anything like that or clients coming to you saying similar things yeah definitely I think it's 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 I think it's more common than we think Mm -hmm. it's just not very much spoken about yeah so 
I think it, it, it's a difficult one, but I think it really comes down to retraining your thought patterns, which obviously takes a lot of conscious effort. So if anyone's struggling with this, something what I told her to maybe try is each time that you look at someone's body, say you're out with a group of friends and each time you have a thought about someone's body or like you're comparing your own bodies. So once that thought arises, say you're thinking something about their, but oh, I love their, I wish I had a flat stomach like that. I love how flat their stomach looks or how big their bum is or whatever. As soon as that thought comes into their mind, like it's hard to, we're not always responsible for our first thoughts, but we are for like the second, third and fourth, whatever thoughts. So as soon as that comes up, identify it and then immediately pay them a compliment that's got nothing, nothing to do with their body. So it could be like, oh, I love how, I don't know, just love your energy and you make me feel so happy and I love how funny you are or you're so ambitious and I love that. You Like anything that's like a compliment, but that's not related in any way to their body. And this almost, the more you do it, the more you kind of go, no, like pick up on the first initial thought about their body, replace it with something else. It almost you start looking for things in people that are not about their body and it just takes that preoccupation away. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And just in general, I think shifting that attention from our body. So say if someone compliments, I think it will be quite nice. I, I, I wish I was going home for Christmas now to actually um um implement that but imagine your auntie saying something about you putting on weight say if you did put on weight and then you just say nothing but you say something about you know her personality mm. you know I love how caring you are <laughs> 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 no, actually okay that's very okay that's a very bad example <laughs> work though right like it could you know but I just think we often focus on our own like if we are focused about how other people look that really reflects our own thoughts about ourselves so if we are looking for external validation or if we can only focus on how other people look it's because we are so preoccupied by ourselves and the only way that you can get around that is by challenging those thoughts and it's not easy it's not easy to every time like you've got to have that self-awareness so once you've picked up on that thought you need to be like okay I've got that thought how can I reframe this how and, and say it out loud to the person just be like oh you know your your laugh is so infectious it makes me laugh I absolutely love it or your like it could literally be anything anything you love about the person and it's going to make their day as well and giving people compliments makes you feel good as well so it's just about like totally reframing the whole situation and looking for the positives in people that's got nothing to do with their bodies because we are so much more than just our bodies like the our bodies are the least interesting things about us and like our friends aren't friends with us because of how we look no never you're not friends with your friends because of how they look so don't think that they're looking at you any differently exactly exactly so it sometimes again I feel like 
this is just a reflection of what we are insecure about but and then it's okay to kind of feel that way and it's okay to to feel that insecurity at times but we need to challenge it and like you said I, I absolutely love it and I I genuinely make effort now never really to compliment someone on how they look unless yeah. it's kind of like more like oh I love your outfit or they just look really nice like generally like not just their body but just like I don't know they have a banging outfit they've done their hair and like oh my god you look amazing today do you mean but today no that, that's very bad just oh my god you look amazing full stop <laughs> Yeah, yeah. specifically yeah about the body and I just I think we become so hyper focused but think about why you're out with them or like that it's it's that connection and the fun and the joy and all of you can't be fully present and have like feel that connection feel that joy if you're only focus on your body like I think I'm speaking for both of us here like we've both been there where you're just totally preoccupied and you feel self-conscious and it's horrible and it just takes away from the present moment yeah definitely definitely and Christmas especially it's all about being with your family and all the positive stuff and I think it's just it's just waste of energy really isn't it just a waste of energy to to kind of you know just be stuck in this cycle or worry about or talk about those things like do you know what I think honestly the best strategy is just to change the subject sometimes (laughs) yeah exactly yeah totally like this well this is a whole nother thing like I'm very fortunate in my friend group, the issue of, or the topic of how people look or bodies and stuff, it doesn't really come up in my social circle, but this is another topic in itself. Like, what do you do when you're in a situation where people are maybe talking about, oh, um, I'm going to have to earn my Christmas dinner or, oh, I wonder how many calories are in this or, oh, I'm going to have to hit the gym super hard tomorrow. Oh, going to have to join the gym first thing January after all of this food like that can be super challenging a a situation especially if you're trying to heal your relationship with food or work on your goals um that can be really really hard to navigate when those discussions are happening yeah definitely I remember what did what did my dad told tell he told me I think it was last time I was back home he told me he told me that you need to be in a um, thousand calorie deficit to lose weight like <laughs> it was just like okay you tell me yeah <laughs> I mean you'll lose weight but do you need to be in that deficit absolutely not like uh, it's be fun no good luck with that one honestly sometimes you know what guys imagine going <laughs> home to those discussions as a PT but then none of your family treats you as a PT just because they treat you as a little shit don't they <laughs> they still think of you as um <laughs> I don't think my family really understand what I do like I remember my dad saying um he I don't know if he said it to trigger me but he seemed like deadly serious but he was like yeah um need to lose some weight and you know what I just need to cut carbs I just need to cut carbs and I was like 
oh my goodness, you're, if you look at my dad's like general diet, I was like, like, what would you eat? Like, you love your carbs. Like, you absolutely love your carbs. Like, why would you do that? And I did. I was like, but, but why? And he was like, I don't know, because they're not good for you. And I was like, oh, wow. wow." I was like, dad, give me a follow on Instagram, will you? I know. To be fair, I can imagine my dad doing, like, making those 22 calories Yorkshire pudding. But this is the thing, right? Like, this we're we're in the fitness industry so we're very used to these conversations but if you are like say you're working with someone or you have the knowledge you know that carbs aren't bad and you are working on a diet that's you know inclusive of all foods and whatever and then that that comes up or people your your friends are like oh I'm going to try this six-week shred or oh I'm going to do this detox it can be so hard to navigate but like you said earlier I think probably the easiest thing to do is either set boundaries and just be like, can we not talk about this? Um, Or just change the subject to something totally unrelated because let's face it, like it's so boring talking about dieting and like, oh, I hate how I look in this. And oh no, you look like it's so boring. No one likes being part of those conversations. No one cares, honestly. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah, it's 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 really difficult. But if you can change the topic, or if you can set some boundaries, or you can simply just like excuse yourself and just go to the bathroom, and even if it's just to, like wash your hands or whatever, and just physically mm-hmm. remove yourself from that situation. Like you need to before going into these situations, maybe have a plan of action, or like if like it's like use some implementation intention. So I do this with clients as well. And it works on like an if when. So for example, if I am in a, in my social group or whatever, and the topics of diet comes up, then I will go to the bathroom and take four deep breaths, wash my hands and do a little reset. So like have these little plans in place. It's like planning what barriers or planning why, what potential triggers might come up. And then having, you can write it on the notes page on your phone, just so like you've literally got a plan of action and it's bulletproofing your mind, essentially. And hopefully by the time you come back, they'll be done talking about it. Or you can literally, it's even easier to change the subject when you just walk into the conversation. Exactly, exactly. But I would literally pre-plan possibly a few things. So you're not going in blind because... A lot of the time as well, like you might lash out or emotions could be running high and you just want to be level-headed. And if you need to remove yourself from the situation, do it, like 100% do it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And there's nothing wrong with that. And sometimes people wouldn't even notice because you think they'd notice. They wouldn't really care because they're just obsessed with their new six-week shred. (laughs) And do you know what? What actually shocked me that um, when I was working, well, was like, I was on my like, clinical placement, the NHS placement, you wouldn't believe how many doctors were talking about it. And, and you'd think, well, you'd know better than that. Oh. And they were talking about, oh, my PT is making me do this. This is amazing. I'm grinding and all that. And I'm like, you're a doctor. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and maybe I'm holding people to too high of a standard there, but you wouldn't you'd expect a doctor to know better than that, surely. Yeah, I think 
I mean, that's just the thing is, it is such a it's such a huge topic, isn't it? And there are so many opinions and so many different approaches. But so I was on TikTok. I don't know if you saw my um, Instagram story last night. And like, I never, I don't really, I don't use my phone at night. Like that's a boundary I have. Like sort of after 7 p.m., don't use it, but broke that boundary last night um because I was home alone and I was on I was like watching reels and there was this this one that came up and it was like never ever drink diet coke ever <laughs> it's so bad for you and if you want to know why literally just google it and if you google it and you still drink it we need to have a chat because there's something wrong and I was like what like I was I was like what it, there's just so many things wrong with that like you've got a headache and you go to google and it's going to tell you you've got a tumor like and th- this is the thing right there are so many different opinions and just fyi guys there is absolutely nothing wrong with diet coke like if you're having a can or two a day like it's probably not great for your teeth but in terms of your general health it's literally it's nothing is it so you see uh, like I don't like fizzy drinks very much I literally like I've had I've bought like I think a six pack and a month ago and I think I had a couple <laughs> so that will probably last me for another few months oh, no, I love my fizzy drinks I literally I absolutely love it but so so the thing is and this is a massive tangent but I think it is important now that we've like, <laughs> we, we brought it up right but the, the actual science behind it, they did a few rat studies and just FYI again, we're not rats. Like we don't have the same anatomy as rats. Come on, boss, maybe. <laughs> and they did these rats, like um, a Spartan, whatever the artificial sweetener was, but the dosage was so, so high as in the human equivalent, it would be like drinking 50 liters a day for the rest of your life. And then you might have certain health implications. But I don't know anyone who's drinking that much Diet Coke. Like, it's just, it's so unrealistic. And if anyone is telling you like this or that, like there is so much nuance in health and fitness. So if anyone is saying like, this is good, this is bad, run. Do you need to run? And that had nothing to do with Christmas and stuff, but that was an interesting tangent that we've got on. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Well, definitely 100% agree with that. And especially like, oh, you know what? The other, it's, it's another tangent and it's not even about food. It's about the, the jab, the vaccine, <laughs> which... <laughs> I'm not gonna get into much detail about it, but basically, I, I was, um, I was, I think, traveling or something, and I just needed to kill the time. And I saw an article, like on on my Facebook, popped um, an article popped out something about the vaccine. I can't even remember what it was exactly, um, and I read the comments. <laughs> oh my god! Someone with a degree from University of Facebook, um, said that. <laughs> like the vaccine is stupid because it decreases your immunity and I literally commented under it it's like how <laughs> by what exact mechanism <laughs> like and d- just google it <laughs> like, oh, what? That's like just google it it's like 
Googled it and I think that the vaccine actually gives you, you know, immunity oh. against the virus and not takes it away from what I know. So that's why I'm asking you, uh, PhD, Facebook, uni, you know, <laughs> please do explain by what the, method. Um, the, the best, the best is when someone's like, I've done so much research and it's like, oh, right. And it's like, I've watched this documentary and I went on this website and it's like that's literally not how you do scientific research like I'm sorry but watching a documentary or watching a video that's not research that is literally like confirming your own confirmation bias like no if anyone tells you around the Christmas dinner table to just google it (laughs) you can tell them (laughs) you know what yeah stick it where the sun don't shine (laughs) So eat another mince pie. Because yeah. <laughs> that, that will shut that will shut their mouth, won't it? <laughs> well, lovely. We hope that was useful, and we shared a little bit um, of a light, kind of on how to navigate Christmas and, and unnecessary comments and University of Facebook comments and people who just tell you to Google it, which to be fair is very likely to happen at a Christmas table, not gonna lie. Um, so we hope that was helpful and we hope that you don't feel alone because I don't think a lot of people talk about it actually, how unpleasant it can be and how anxious it can be just about knowing that your body has changed or that someone will be talking about oh new year new me or anything like that so we, we know how hard it is but we also know that you can manage this and we gave you our best kind of tips on how to overcome that and if you need any more help follow us on instagram tyra greenwood underscore pt yes and Kinga underscore Fulminate Fitness. Amazing. Have a wonderful Christmas, guys. And I'm sure we'll be back um, next week, some point after Christmas with a new episode. We most definitely will. We'll see you later. Bye, guys.